Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today's episode, we've got a banger. We've got a lot of really uh, good stuff to dive into. Um, given that this is the first episode of the podcast, this is the first Monday of the new year. So happy new year, happy 2023. And I know that potentially for you, you're thinking about health and fitness goals. This is the most popular time of the year to set some type of goal to improve your health or fitness is New Year's, right? New Year's resolutions. And a lot of people kind of poo-poo the idea of setting New Year's resolutions. I mean, I think you've probably heard it before, right? That most New Year's resolutions don't pan out. Most people don't actually end up achieving what they say they want to achieve with New Year's resolutions. So because of that, a lot of people talk down on them and they say like, ah, why the hell would you make one that's so cliche and like, okay, I get it. But I also think that if you're motivated by something, anything to try to improve your health, I think that's a good thing. And so what I want to do here in today's episode is uh, kind of capitalize on that mindset and that motivation that a lot of people have right now. Talk about how to get in the right mindset for fitness in 2023. So we're going to dive into a lot of different things today in the episode. Um, recently, I did a little bit of traveling, was in a commercial gym for the first time in a while. Uh, if you follow any of my content and see the videos that I post on social media, like on TikTok or Instagram or anything like that, uh, you, you've probably seen me in my home gym. I've spent the last few years building up my home gym. I'm very proud of it. I love it in there. And that's where I train primarily. But I got an opportunity to get into a commercial gym while me and my family were traveling uh, for Christmas. And man, it was just uh, an eye-opening experience. And I had a lot of observations and a lot of thoughts while I was in there lifting. Um, and it was a great opportunity for me to get back into that atmosphere, I think. And it's something maybe I, I think I want to do a little bit more consistently moving forward. But, but because of that, I, I really started thinking about this, like, okay, how to get in the right mindset for fitness in 2023, because I saw so many people in that gym doing things, working on themselves and, um, you know, I just try to put myself in their shoes and think about, well, why might this person be in here? Why might that person be in here? And what are they trying to accomplish? Are they doing the right things? Are there things they could improve on? And are there ways that I wish I could help? And so that's really what I want to dive into in this episode. So we'll do, we'll talk about some of those observations I had in the commercial gym, talk about a lot of things that you honestly don't need to do to achieve the goals that you have. Um, and then I, I want to really dive in deep on the top three goals that people tend to have this time of year. The most popular one is weight loss, obviously. So I want to talk about just, you know, let what are the core fundamental things that you need to be focused on, where if you do these things you will see progress. And then beyond that, the next most popular goal tends to be, I want to build some muscle. I want to get stronger. Okay, what are the core fundamental things you need to do to accomplish that? And lastly, a lot of people come into the new year trying to simply improve on their health. And that may be something that you're focused on. So what are some of the things that are really important and really impactful? I want to cover all of that ground in this episode. This will probably be a longer episode. Um, so feel free to, you know, if you're listening to the episode, pause it, take notes if you feel like it would be helpful. Uh, if you're watching this video, this video is on my YouTube channel as well. If you're watching it there, you know, bookmark it, like it, save it, come back to it um, so that you can reference this information because a lot of times when you hear things once, it's super helpful. Uh, but the repetitive nature of hearing it again, hearing it multiple times helps you to kind of ingrain that information in your head, understand how to apply it to your own lifestyle. Uh, so I would highly encourage you save this episode and come back to it, re-listen to parts of it, uh, because I think this is going to be really helpful. I really do. Not to toot my own horn here, but <laughs> beep, beep. I think this is going to be a really good um, episode. So before we dive into everything, I have a huge announcement, so I'm kind of burying the lead here. I, I wanted to set up what we're going to talk about in the episode before um, I, I, I put this out there, but today, the day that I am publishing this episode, Monday, January 2nd, coaching applications are live. They are live right now. You can find a link to my coaching page uh, in the show notes to this episode, wherever you are listening to it or watching to it, uh, watching it, and um, I'm super excited. So coaching applications are open now through January 8th, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, I probably will not be opening coaching applications back up uh, until the summer or potentially even fall. 
at the earliest. So if you're interested in doing any of the things that honestly we're about to talk about in this episode, lose weight, uh, build muscle, burn fat, improve your overall health, develop healthy lifestyle habits, now is the time for us to talk about your goals and talk about what a program might look like for you. So like I said, that coaching link is in the show notes. Um, hit that up and uh, let's talk about what your goals are and and how I might be able to help. And if you hit that coaching page, the, the coaching link in the show notes, it's going to tell you a little bit about what coaching is like. You can go on my website, look through client testimonials, uh, to just see what some of my clients have, what we've been working on and what they've achieved uh, in the recent past. And um, you know, maybe there's a, a few people on there that I have worked with or am working with that have goals similar to you. So you can get an idea of what we might do with a program for you. Um, and you know, I will say if you uh, submit an application, uh, that is our opportunity to talk about your goals and what a program might look like. If there's nothing, you know, if you submit an application, that's just our opportunity to start talking. And then from there, if everything sounds good to you, we can actually get you signed up and build out a program. And the special deal that I'm running here uh, at the beginning of the year is 50% off your first month of coaching. So that's pretty huge. That's a pretty huge discount because I really want to lower that barrier uh, to entry because I want you to be able to get on a program that's going to be sustainable, that's going to be enjoyable, that's going to fit within your lifestyle and not the other way around. This time of year, so many people get on programs that are like the extremes, right? It's one extreme or the other where you're, uh, you know, cutting out all kinds of different food groups and uh, only eating chicken, rice, and broccoli every day to lose weight. Uh, or you're in the gym six or seven days a week, grinding away, sl- you know, slaving away, uh, sweating and, and feeling just awful because you think that's what you need to do to build muscle or burn fat or whatever your goal may be. The goal here is for you to not have to experience any of that. Like, yeah, you're going to work hard. You're going to have to push yourself. You may feel uncomfortable at times, but for the most part, anybody can achieve the goals that they have in a comfortable, sustainable way. It's about getting on a program that allows you to do that. And that's what I like to do with my clients. I work with people all over the world to do these things uh, consistently. And like I said, now is the time. If you're interested in getting coaching here in 2023, uh, this is the opportunity to do that. And it may not come up again for the next six, seven, eight, nine months. So I would highly encourage you to check out that link in the show notes. Uh, Like I said, 50% off your first month of coaching. And if you submit an application, that's not binding. That's just our opportunity to start talking about what your goals are and uh, how we might put a program together and work together to, you know, start moving you in the right direction. So I hope to hear from you. um, And I'm really, really excited. Launches are awesome. Uh, That's what I call this is like, hey, we're going to open up coaching applications. I'm going to launch this thing. Uh, It only lasts for a short period of time, but it's super exciting for me to get to bring new people on board um, and start designing programs and and teaching all the things that I love to teach uh, and hopefully helping you make as much progress as you possibly can. So with that, with that said, like how to get in the right mindset for fitness in 2023. Hiring a coach is a great way to do that. I didn't even have that in my notes. I have, so for, for my podcast episodes, I often have like pretty detailed notes of the things that I want to walk through or it's a Q and a, and I have a lot of information that I want to go through, or sometimes I'll do episodes based on articles that are on my website. And I have a ton of, you know, I have like a long form article that I can read through. Um, today I don't have that. I have just like a few bullet points and I'm going to riff on this stuff. A lot of this stuff is stuff that I talk about often with my clients, often in the comments on my social media accounts. By the way, I'm at Chris Gates Fitness on every social media account, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, everywhere. So if you're not following me, make sure you do. Um, and DMs, right? I get DMs from people all the time asking questions about uh, a lot of the things that we're going to answer in in this episode. So um, I just have bullet points. We'll see where, where this episode takes us. But I want to go back to what I started off talking about was uh, that I was in a commercial gym recently. And, um, you know, one of the main observations that I had when I was in there is that, you know, so many people get scared of the gym in some way, shape, or form. And, and I totally get that, like that anxiety or that insecure feeling of like being in there and maybe you don't know exactly what you're doing and you're worried that everybody's going to be staring at you, making fun of you, talking about you behind your back. Uh, you know, I, I totally get that. But what, what I really had an observation was, and I don't want this to sound like cocky, 
because I, I mean, I'm a coach. I'm invested in this stuff. This is my job. So I should know more about lifting than or exercise than and than most people in the gym, right? That's my job. Uh, but I just noticed that like, you know, not, not having been in a gym for a while, nobody really actually knows what they're doing or like the reasoning behind everything that they're doing. And if I just like recollect on some of the things I saw in the gym, you know, I saw people doing like way too many sets for a specific muscle group. Uh, I There's always going to be like, form and technique that's not great when you're in the gym and looking around at other people. Uh, There's always going to be people that are maybe feeling like you are kind of wandering around looking at the equipment, but not sure what to use and not sure what equipment works, what muscle group. Um, and, and I'm not saying any of that to, to rag on the people that are, that were in that gym. What I am saying that for is to make you understand that like, if you feel like you don't know what you're doing and that's a barrier for you to not be able to get into the gym and start exercising, you got to know that most people in there don't. Most people in there don't know exactly what they're doing and they're kind of learning on the fly just like you would be if you started going to the gym for the first time or the first time in a while. So there's really no need to be intimidated. And we're talking about how to get in the right mindset for fitness in 2023. That's a big piece to it, right? Because if you can remove that that barrier that that exists there that you're worried that you have worry or anxiety about if you can pull that away and understand that like when you go in that gym most of the other people in that gym are in there feeling the same way that you are they may not look like it because a lot of people when they're in the gym especially if they don't know exactly what they're doing kind of like have this rough exterior you know they look super intense and and almost like unfriendly and like hey don't don't go come over to me i don't want to talk to you like most of those people that look that way actually don't know what they're doing. Um, and so I just want you to know that, that there's there's really no reason for you to feel intimidated. And the people that are in the gym that, that know a ton, that really know what they're doing, um, they tend to be the friendliest people in the gym, if I'm being completely honest with you. And they're the type of people that are in there and they want to help you. So I just want you to know that. I want you to know that there's no real reason for you to feel intimidated. Um, and again, with that said, I know that, that that's much easier said than done. But if you can just get in there and start being consistent with it, I think you'll find that the gym becomes a much more comfortable place. It becomes a much friendlier place. You're going to see a lot of familiar faces in there. Depending on what time you go to the gym regularly, you may end up becoming friends with those people in the gym. Uh, they may end up just coming over to you and saying hi and, and trying to help you out. And if people come over to try and help you out, understand they're not trying to tell you you're doing th- everything wrong. They're trying to tell you like, hey, here's a way that you can do it better or you could do it right. And if you ever have any questions, I would love to help you out. Um, I think it's really important. And you know, the other big observation I had was like the gym was friendlier than I ever remember. And so I've been working out at home for a really long time now. We bought our house I don't know, six six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. And um, ever since that point, I have been building our, my wife and I, we have been building our home gym. Um, So early on when we had the house, we, I still had a gym membership, but then, you know, as time went on, got rid of that gym membership and um, have more and more predominantly just worked out from home. So I, I, think the last time I was in a commercial gym, maybe, you know, from a a maturity standpoint for me, and obviously like the, the longer I've gotten into coaching, more people I've coached and, and, uh, you know, the, the more I've absorbed a lot of information that's really important to absorb as a coach in terms of reading research, following the right evidence-based practitioners, and, and just, you know, also having mentors in this business, um, I feel like I'm in a much, I'm much more confident with the things that I'm doing from a fitness perspective. Um, so I think like I'm saying all that to tell you that like I think I'm in a different headspace now than I was back when I used to go to a commercial gym and be in that setting. And with that confidence now, I think I've been able to step back and like I know why I'm in the gym. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to worry about what other people are thinking about me and what I'm doing because I have my program. I know my program is set up appropriately and I'm progressing in my program. So I know that everything is working. Um, and so like, I, that was just like a weight I've noticed that's lifted off me that I don't have in the gym anymore. Um, and it was just a friendlier atmosphere than, than I ever remembered because I was able to not have all of that, you know, anxiety and angst and, and, and worry and, 
I just didn't care. You know, I just didn't care about what anybody else was doing other than me. And again, if we're talking about how to get in the right fitness mindset, um, that's a, that, that's a big one, you know, to just understand that like what you're doing in there, if you're on a program, so if you're working with a coach or, or if you've designed your own program and you know the reasoning behind what you're doing and you know that it's founded in the right principles, you don't need to worry about what other people think or are doing or are saying or wondering or watching or anything because you're doing the right stuff. And if you're seeing progress in what you're doing, then that's all you, that's all the, you know, uh, the, the confirmation you need to know that you're doing the right thing. So it was just a, yeah, like I said, it was just a friendlier environment than I ever remembered, which was cool. Um, and it also kind of made me think like, I'm bummed that I worried so much about stupid shit back when I used to go to the gym like that, because I probably prevented myself from, uh, making as much progress as I could have. Cause I think you get in the gym and you're doing something and then you see other people doing other things and you think to yourself, Oh, okay, well, if they're doing that, am I doing everything wrong? Should I be doing what they're doing? And then you end up switching things and you go like program hopping, uh, doing this one week and then something else the next week and then something else completely different the third week and on and on and on. And, uh, that's tough, right? So being able to just be in there and have full, complete confidence in what you're doing. Uh, it was a cool experience. It was a cool experience. So I just share those observations to let you know that like there, there's definitely tension for a lot of people. And maybe you feel that tension when you walk into a commercial gym or it's something that prevents you from walking into the gym entirely. Uh, so it prevents you from even getting started. I would highly encourage you to try your best to just get in there and try and block out that noise because it really, really doesn't matter. And, uh, the gym is a much friendlier place than I think most people think it is. Uh, you just gotta, you just gotta get in there, understand what you're doing, understand the reasoning behind what you're doing. Um, and it makes it, ah, it just makes it so much easier. So let's talk about things you don't need to do. You do not need to do these things to make the progress that you're looking for. I mentioned that at the beginning. It's one of the things I want to talk about. I'm just going to rip through a bunch of these. So in general, one thing that happens, especially at this time of year, New Year's resolution time, is that people go overboard. And this is across the board. So we just talked about the gym, so let's talk about in the gym with your workouts. So many people go overboard and start working out every single day. Those are the people that don't end up achieving the goals that they set with their New Year's resolutions because that's completely unsustainable. The vast majority, if not every single person on earth needs rest days. You just need them. And, you know, from a from the, in terms of the principles of strength training and how your body responds to not even strength training, cardio, strength training, anything, um, your body, you're, you're giving all these different stimuli to your body, right? You're throwing different intensities and different types of exercise at your body that your body needs to adapt to and recover from. But if you never get to give your body the adequate time to recover, well, you're never going to recover. <laughs> and that's going to mean you're going to start spinning your wheels. You're going to plateau. You're not going to see the progress that you want to see. Uh, and you burn out or you quit. You know, those things are very, very common. And that's why, again, so many people don't achieve their New Year's resolutions because they do that with their workouts. The, you know, you go into the gym and you're doing spin classes, high intensity spin classes every day, or you're doing high intensity interval training workouts that you found online every single day because somebody told you, oh, that's the best thing to do to burn fat. So you should do it. And I mean, if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, you know, there is no best exercise for burning fat. The best exercise for burning fat actually tends to be like pushing the plate away <laughs> because uh, the way to burn fat is to adjust your diet. And we'll talk more about that throughout this episode. So going overboard with your workouts uh, is a very, very popular thing. And you do not need to do that. You can make a ton of progress with a moderate amount of training, whether it's cardio or strength training or both. And really, you know, from a coaching perspective, when I bring in a new client in almost every single instance, when I design their program and we start with day one of week one of their program and really their first phase of training, so their first three to four weeks, we're starting on the conservative side because I've found over the years of coaching people, it is so much easier to start 
slower in ad over time than it is to start too fast, too aggressive, and then have to try to figure out ways to pull back. And and I know it probably seems like, well, it's the same thing, just in different directions. I promise you it's not. Because when you start too aggressively, you build up a ton of fatigue with your body. Uh, You mentally get exhausted quicker. And you kind of mentally run into this roadblock where if you just exercise every single day for three weeks, you run your body into the ground. You're like, okay, I got to pull back a little bit. Um, You've already built up probably like hate for the exercise program. So mentally, when you pull back, you're pulling away from your workouts, which is good because you shouldn't have done that much exercising to begin with at the beginning of the, the of your program. Um, but then when you pull some out, you're like, oh, I hate, I, I absolutely hate doing all of this training. So you pull a few days out and you're like, oh, that feels so good. Um, I'm just going to do another rest day and another rest day and another rest day. I, I hated being in the gym. I like not being in the gym. So I'm going to do less. And then you end up just doing nothing. So there's a lot of different ways to trickle that trickle down to ending in failure if you start too aggressively, whereas if you start conservatively, you start doing, I don't know, three days of strength training, two days of cardio a week, give yourself two full rest days, you start to you know lose a couple pounds here and there over the first few weeks, uh, you start to see your body change a little bit over the first few weeks, well then, hey, maybe we can add a little bit more training volume for your lower body. Maybe we can add five minutes of cardio. Uh, you know, maybe we can do these little tweaks to continue to build on the overall workload and intensity of what you're doing and continue to see your body adapt and change. And you're giving your body recovery time. So your body actually can adapt and change and recover from everything that you're throwing at it with your exercise program. Uh, It's so much easier to start slow and add as opposed to the other way around. So you do not need to work out every day. You do not need to do high intensity work every day. And I would actually say that you shouldn't. It's not like, hey, you don't need to, but you can. No, it's more like don't. You you should not do that. Um, and then, you know, going overboard is a common thing with nutrition as well, where people will hear about diet plans or diet fads, fad diets where you, you know, you're removing all carbohydrates, right? Like some popular ones over the last few years are the keto diet, the carnivore diet, where you're essentially eating no carbs and you see a ton of progress up front because when you don't eat carbs, your body retains way less water. So you lose a ton of water weight and people think, oh, it's a magic diet. This is great. Well, the problem is the vast majority of people want to eat carbohydrates. It's more sustainable. So you're going to lose a ton of weight up front. But then again, just like we talked about with training, you're going to run yourself into the ground by doing things like that. Going overboard with your diet is just as bad as going overboard with your training. And it's probably even more detrimental because you know your training is an hour or so a day on the days that you train. Your your diet is all day, every day. So um, you don't need to do that type of stuff. And, and when I work with my clients uh, on the nutrition side of things, we are almost always saying, hey, what are the foods that you love? What are the foods that you hate? And how can we create the right combination uh, of those foods to work you in the right direction so that you're not having to eliminate some of the things that you love? Will you have to eat less of them? Yeah, probably, but you don't have to get rid of everything all the time. Uh, Let's make it as sustainable as you possibly can so that you can, if you want to lose weight, so that you can diet for a longer period of time because the longer that you're able to diet, the longer you're able to be in a calorie deficit, the more progress you're probably going to make. And then if you do that with the foods that you love, well, it's going to be that much easier to maintain the progress that you made because you lost a shit ton of weight eating the foods that you normally eat. Like that's just common sense. You do not need to go overboard with any of this stuff. Um, And kind of on that, uh, on that note, one of the, the bullet points I had here in front of me was you do not need to burn as many calories as you can. So that kind of goes back to the, don't go overboard with your training. Um, But there's, you know, an an important aspect of this to, to talk about. And that's again, at the beginning of the year, New Year's resolution time, a lot of people are focused on burning calories. A lot of people are focused on, well, okay, calories in, calories out, and I need my calories burned to be more than the calories that I eat every day. Um, And that is true, right? That is true. The calorie deficit is uh, having fewer calories coming in from food than your body burns each day. Um, But most people take that as, 
burning as many calories as you possibly can in your workouts. And the fatal flaw to that is you don't know how many calories you're burning in your workouts. I don't care what your Garmin says. I don't care what your Apple Watch says. I don't care what your Fitbit says. I don't care what your phone says. I don't care what your health app says. I don't care what your Whoop Band says. I don't care what any of those things say. You don't know how many calories you burn. So if you're utilizing that type of technology to dictate how much food you're allowed to eat, you're going to fail because the vast majority of the time, those devices give you numbers of calories burned that are way higher than you actually burn. I promise you, if you're walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes, you're not burning 700 calories. It's just not happening. I don't care. I don't care who you are, what height, weight, gender, size. I like, I don't care. You're not burning that many calories. That is a big, big mistake. Um, and so what happens with a lot of people when they want to lose weight, they're trying to burn as many calories as possible. Uh, and then you're trying to eat, you're, you're allowing yourself to eat back some of the calories that your watch says you burned, uh, but that watch is overestimating. So then you're actually eating too many calories uh, because you're using that metric to dictate your diet. It's just a whole mess. It's a whole mess. And you do not need to do that. What you do need to do is just count one type of calories. And that's the calories that you're eating because you can actually do that accurately and you can actually use that effectively to monitor and manage your progress moving forward. And when I work with my clients, that's exactly what we do. We set some nutritional goals and guidelines. We count the calories coming in we train, right? We do strength training, we do cardio, but we do not count the calories that you're hypothetically burning. What we're doing is using the exercise program to build your body up, and then we're using your diet to manipulate your body composition. So that's what you should do. You should count the calories coming in. You should not count the calories going out. You do not need to, and you should not need, you should not uh, try and burn as many calories as you possibly can. Uh, you shouldn't do workouts that you hate. And, and this goes along the same lines of like burning calories to, for the sake of burning calories and, and going overboard. There, there's no one workout plan that's best for any goal. Uh, for, for weight loss, uh, and, and let me back up because th there are some fundamental principles that are best for certain goals. Like if you want to get stronger, if you want to build muscle, um, that, you know, there are some, things that you should do. There are some principles you should build your program around, but in general, like you can make all the progress that you want to make while doing workouts that you enjoy, or at least that you can tolerate. You should not do workouts that you hate. And I will speak to this from personal experience because I spent so much damn time in my earlier years, in my you know early twenties, uh, really through my mid twenties too, of doing workouts that I didn't enjoy, but somebody somewhere said that it was best for whatever the goal I was pursuing at that time. And so that's what I did. Um, and like, this goes all the way back to like when YouTube fitness first started, you know, with, I don't know how, if you're listening, how far back you go with this stuff. But like, I remember at one point I found Scott Herman, who was like one of the first one of the first people on YouTube doing fitness stuff. And he was doing workouts where he, at the first set of every exercise, he was doing a drop set because he said, you know, you want to exhaust the muscle um, and that's the best way to do it. So you do a drop set and then you follow it up with the, the next couple of sets. And, and I, that led me to be doing drop sets on every single exercise that I was doing. And that's ridiculous. That's crazy. That is not, that is not backed by research or science or any, any type of successful lifting story ever. Um, you know, drop sets are, are fine to incorporate here and there, but I was doing them constantly because somebody said it somewhere and it seemed to make sense to me. Um, and I didn't even, even enjoy it, right? I was just like punishing myself. That's not fun. Another thing is like whenever I would want to lose body fat, I would do high intensity interval training because I heard somewhere, I think with HIT. I heard it on like a Beachbody DVD that you need, like P90X said, you know, to burn fat, you got to do HIIT cardio. So I did HIIT cardio and I hated it. Like going back to when I was a kid, I loved running and I loved long distance running. I actually hated track and field uh, because most track events were, you know, shorter distances. And I just hated it because that meant you had to like try and sprint. I was never a good sprinter. I was really good at endurance though. I was really good at long distance running. 
Um, and so like there was a form of cardio. There's always been a form of cardio that I actually enjoy, but when I needed to lose weight, I would start doing cardio that I hated. And then I would never lose the weight that I wanted to lose. Um, I would never see the progress that, that I wanted. I would burn myself out and I would end up quitting whatever that journey was that happened over and over and over for me for a long time. And I know that a lot of other people, potentially even you have experienced that you do not need to do workouts that you hate. Okay. That is very, very important to understand. And and we're going to talk about how to lose weight, how to build muscle, how to get healthier uh, by the end of this episode. And I'll walk you through some of the things that you should do, but that's really, really important. Um, and, you know, you don't need fancy workout gear or, or equipment, fancy equipment to make progress in the gym. Um, you know, you don't need... <laughs> One of the observations I had when I was in the commercial gym... I was like every everybody was wearing Gymshark. You don't need to. It doesn't matter what you wear in the gym. If you want to wear that, that's fine. But it's like people have clearly been led in the direction of like, well, this is what you're supposed to do when you're in there, and this is how you're supposed to look, and this, that, and the other thing. And like, you know, I so saw so many d- dudes like, I don't know dressing to impress at the gym, which is fine. Like if, if that's fine. If it makes you feel good, that, then, then do that. Um, but like, I don't know, you're going in there to, to work on yourself. You, you don't need the, the most expensive workout gear. You don't need the best machines. I made so much progress here in our home gym. You know, we got a lot of equipment downstairs in our basement gym now, but like we started off with what, a squat rack and a barbell. Like that's in, in a bench. So I, I didn't have dumbbells. I, I had a barbell, some weight, the ability to squat, bench, and deadlift, and you know, get creative with that barbell, and was able to get really strong. Like I said, before we had any of the equipment we have downstairs now, I set PRs on all three of my power lifts, um, and that I mean that was a, I haven't tried a one rep max in a long time, but back then I think my deadlift was close to four oh five. Um, my bench was like 255 and my squat was almost 300. So like, I, you know, I, I got pretty darn strong and had, you know, improved my body composition with a barbell that that's all basically all I had. You don't need the top of the line equipment. You don't need the expensive workout gear. You can go into the gym in a, a hoodie and sweatpants and use the equipment they have and make a ton of progress. So I think it's that, that, that's an important one to understand too. Apparently, uh, it's cool to wear Bass Pro Shops hats in the gym. That's something I learned when I was at the commercial, uh, gym and I, you know, Hey, valuable experience for me because that's not, um, I'm not, I guess I'm not up on the trends in terms of what you're supposed to wear to the gym because I work out (laughs) alone at my house. Anyway. Um, all right, here's another one. You don't have to be ruthlessly perfect. Uh, you do, you don't, you should not, you do not need to set an expectation for yourself um, that's only achievable for a few weeks. And this kind of ties into like, just don't go overboard, but it's, it, you don't have to try and lose 20 pounds in a month. Okay. You don't have to, I, and I, and there, there are programs out there that are going to tell you that you can, there are supplements out there that are going to tell you, you can make rapid progress in a short period of time. Um, and, and if you do, you know, if you work out every single day, like 75 hard, if you work out, do two a days for 75 straight days, you can change your body. Okay. That's great. Some of those things are probably true. Some of them are probably not, but you don't have to like, you, you can have days where you're off your program and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> you can be most like 80% consistent and then 20% of the time, like, have a meal out and just enjoy it. Or, you know, maybe don't go to complete failure in the gym. Just maybe have a more comfortable workout. Uh, or if your body's feeling tired and you need to take a day off, like you can just take a day off. There's, I don't know, there's just so much misinformation about what it takes to see progress. And I think it's because like, hey, moderation and consistency, uh, that's not sexy but it's actually what works best for virtually everybody. So you don't have to be perfect. Uh, If you can do 
things mostly right most of the time, over an extended period of time, you're going to see all the progress that you could possibly make. That's that's just the truth. That is just the truth. And it's probably going to be more effective if you take that type of approach because you know, we've already talked about it. If you do that, you're not going to run your body into the ground. You're not going to end up hating this stuff. You're not going to end up injured or quitting or anything like that. Um, I think that's, that's really important for you to know. Um, so, okay. Those are things you don't need to do, but what do you need to do? Like I said, at the top of the episode, I want to break down the three most popular goals this time of year, weight loss, building muscle, and general healthy lifestyle improvements and just run through some bullets on each one of those. Some, some of the, just like the core fundamental principles that these things are simple. They're easy to understand. And I promise if you do them and you don't get impatient and you're consistent and you give yourself like more than a a month, (laughs) understand that like, Hey, three months, four months, five months, you could be, you could look dramatically different. I want to break this stuff down for you because this, this is truly all you need to know. Okay. All right, let's start with weight loss. So weight loss, first and foremost, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That is that is the most important thing. I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but the the worst thing you could do is try to burn as many calories as you possibly can. Um, you don't need to use your workouts to create a calorie deficit. In fact, I would encourage you to manipulate your diet in order to lose weight and then use your workouts to build your body up. So a calorie deficit means you are burning more calories than you eat from food each day. Uh, We talked about that earlier. So what that generally means is that like you need to track your nutrition for a little while to find out what your average, your your daily average intake looks like in, in, in terms of just what you're eating right now. If you do that for a couple of weeks and do it honestly, track everything, do track it accurately, get an app like MyFitnessPal or something like that that you don't have to pay for, do it accurately for two weeks, um, find out what your average intake is, and then reduce that by 10% and see if that helps you lose some weight. Uh, if it doesn't, reduce by another 10% and, and give those, you know, when you reduce by 10%, give that another two weeks to see how your body responds. Um, or, you know, you could take a super simple approach. Something that works for a lot of people is if, you know, you have a goal, uh, body weight that you want to get down to take that goal, body weight, multiply it by 12 and then eat that many calories a day. Um, that's a, that's a bit more inexact, but it does work. Uh, any, any, either of those strategies are really, really good. The first one is a bit more tailored to you. The second one is not, but they both can work. You just need to do it accurately, track accurately, be honest about it. And again, give your body time. Now within that calorie deficit, focus on a few principles with the foods that you eat. Number one, make sure you're eating enough protein. Uh, once again, there are some recommendations that you can take. Normally what I start a new client off with, uh, is, you know, when they sign up for online fitness coaching is let's try and eat hundred grams of protein a day, because most people tend to be on one or the other end of the spectrum where like you either eat a ton of protein or you eat almost no protein. Um, so let's just start in the middle. Let's try to get to triple digits because virtually everybody can benefit from eating at least hundred grams of protein a day. And then let's slowly work that number up over time. The way I cap it for most people is whatever your height is in centimeters, uh, that take that number. And that would be probably the cap in terms of how much protein you should eat a day. So if you're 180 centimeters tall, I would say the most protein you probably need to eat a day is around 180 grams. Um, so that's where a, a great place to start. In addition to protein, uh, well, actually before I move on to the next one, um, the reasoning why you're going to eat protein is going to help you maintain muscle mass, potentially even build more muscle mass because your body needs protein and needs those amino acids to uh, you know, provide the building blocks that your body needs to build muscle uh, and grow. And if you're losing weight, you, you probably want, you probably don't want to lose muscle mass, right? You probably want to lose the majority of your weight from body fat. So eating enough protein is going to help your body do that. Uh, and protein is very filling. So foods that are high in protein tend to fill you up. So if you get full, it's going to help you reduce calories, right? It's going to help you feel full on lower calories, which is going to help you stay in a calorie deficit, which is a super effective strategy. Uh, the second item for your diet is fiber. And for a lot of the same reasons as protein, fiber is very filling. Uh, it's good for your digestion. So that's going to help. Most people don't get enough fiber. 
Um, and uh, it's going to help you, again, stay in a calorie deficit because it's going to help you fi- fill you up. Most foods that are high in fiber are like fruits and vegetables. Uh, <laughs> most people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, so you can benefit from a, just a general health standpoint by eating more fiber. Um, that's going to be really beneficial. Uh, and, and most foods that are high in protein or high in fiber are what we would consider high volume foods. So just focusing on high volume foods in your diet is, is really going to be helpful. It's going to provide your body with quality nutrition, and it's going to make that calorie deficit more manageable. And the last thing I would say is water. Mm, again, most people don't drink enough water. Most people aren't hydrated enough. So Try to focus on having water with every meal, having water in between each meal. Water can help you feel, uh, you know, if if you're eating a meal and you're drinking a lot of water while eating, uh, in that meal, it can help you feel fuller faster, which is another strategy that can help you, you know, maintain that calorie deficit and have that be effective for you. So protein, fiber, and water are really important within your calorie deficit for weight loss. And, you know, that's what I would suggest that you focus on. Now, for from an exercise standpoint for weight loss, um, strength training. Absolutely, you should be lifting weights. Uh, again, you don't need to do it every day, and, and you should not do it every day. But if you're strength training at least twice a week, that's a really good place to start. Um, make sure you're, you're doing some compound exercises, pressing exercises, rowing exercises, squatting exercises. Um, those are going to train multiple muscle groups at once. So it's going to give you a high return on investment, uh, the largest bang for your buck. Um, and when you combine strength training actually with a high protein diet, that can further help your body prioritize fat burning. So, um, you know, you eat protein to help build muscle or maintain muscle mass. But when you're doing strength training, it's actually going to cause your brain to signal to the rest of your body like, hey, uh, so-and-so, you are lifting weights. This is difficult. We need to maximize the amount of muscle mass that you have in your body. So your body's going to hold on to muscle because you're challenging the muscles in your body. Compound exercises are a great way to do that. So since you're doing that, but you're in a calorie deficit, you're actually going to burn, lose more weight from fat. You're going to lose more weight from body fat. You're going to burn more body fat. So strength training is really, really important if you're trying to lose weight. From a cardiovascular standpoint, so the cardio that you do, um, I really tell most people, do what you enjoy. Um, do it at least twice a week. You don't need to complicate things. Going back to that example I had earlier in the episode where it was like, I loved long distance running, but I thought I had to do hit and then it never ended up working out for me. Use that as your example. Okay. If there's a form of cardio that you like, it could be as simple as walking. Just do that consistently. Um, and then you can either add to the amount of cardio sessions you're doing over time slowly, or you could add to the duration of each cardio session. So if you start off doing cardio for 20 minutes a day, twice a week, you could at some point bump that up to 25 minutes a day, twice a week, uh, or you could do three days a week for 20 minutes. You know, you have all the options in the world from which to build on that, uh, but make sure it's cardio that you enjoy because man, it's just, there's no sense suffering through workouts that you hate. There's just not. So uh, that's it for weight loss, calorie deficit, protein, fiber, and water within that calorie deficit. And then I want you to do some strength training and cardio. That's it. All of those things, when done together and when done consistently, lead to dramatic progress. They just do. There's no there's no getting around it. You will make progress. You will lose weight if you're doing that stuff consistently and if you're doing it correctly. Um, so, okay, that's weight loss. Let's talk about how to build muscle if you want to build muscle. Um, so we talked about a calorie deficit for weight loss. For building muscle, it's actually the the opposite of that. You want to be in a calorie surplus. Uh, so a calorie surplus means you're eating more calories than your body burns. Um, and I want to be very clear about that. That does not mean it is an opportunity for you to take a free-for-all and eat all the cookies, cake, ice cream, and pizza that you want every single day because I'm trying to build muscle, so I just need to eat, eat, eat. Like, yes, you need to eat. But I would highly recommend that you create your calorie surplus by focusing on those same foods that I described for weight loss. So protein, fiber, high volume foods, lots of water. That's going to benefit your body more. You're going to give your body the quality nutrition, the nutritious foods that it wants and needs to actually build new muscle tissue. It's very hard to build muscle tissue. So, um, you know, if you're trying to do it by throwing a lot of processed foods in your diet, 
it's it's just not going to be as effective. And you know, if you if you have a huge calorie surplus because you're eating a lot of junk food all the time, you'll build some muscle, but you'll build exponentially more body fat. You'll you'll te- you'll absolutely pack on body fat to the point where it's just not productive for you uh, at all. So yes, you need to be in a calorie surplus. I would recommend that it be a slight calorie surplus. Um, so maybe, you know, 10 to 15% above whatever your, your maintenance is. Um, and focus on those principles of high volume, highly nutritious foods, getting in enough protein every day. Um, and then strength training, right? So we're going to want to strength train. You'll probably need to, I, I said for weight loss, strength train at least twice a week. I would probably encourage a little bit more than that. If you want to build muscle, maybe, maybe start with three or four days a week, make sure you're hitting each muscle group, uh, focusing on the compound exercises. Once again, is a great idea. Um, cardio is still something that I think is good to do. If you want to build muscle, a lot of people stop doing cardio cause they think like that's just going to you know, get in the way of my lifting and lifting is what leads to building muscle. And like, yes, lifting is what leads to building muscle, but, um, doing some cardio while you're in a bulk, while you're in a calorie surplus, trying to build muscle, um, doing cardio is, is a really good idea. So it's going to help with your performance while you're lifting, um, it's good for your overall health. And we can't, you know, we, we can't neglect that as part of being in a surplus and trying to build muscles. So we'd still enju- in, 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 encourage you to do some cardio and do what you enjoy. Um, but so you see a lot of those things are, are similar to weight loss. Um, and again, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent for a long period of time. And, and, you know, between losing weight and building muscle, building muscle is a much longer process. So go into it, understanding that, you need to be consistent for an extremely long period of time. Not enough people understand, like if you want to build muscle, the phenomenon that's happening within your body to build muscle is unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. And we don't think about it enough that like you are causing, you're causing your body to build tissue. Like that's insane. If you think about it, you're causing your body to not only build tissue, but build a specific type of tissue that you want. So you're giving your body a stimulus from strength training your brain receives that and signals to the rest of your body to build muscle tissue. That's insane. Okay. So it's going to take a long period of time to do that. And like to build 20 pounds of muscle, as opposed to losing 20 pounds of fat, you can lose 20 pounds of fat much quicker than you can build 20 pounds of muscle. It's going to be a long process. So you have to be consistent, uh, but you absolutely can do it. And you can do it with a lot of those same principles that we talked about for weight loss. Um, You're just going to want to be in a calorie surplus to make it as efficient as you possibly can. Um, All right. The last one is just generally improving your health. So a lot of what we talked about already is going to apply to this. Um, Managing your calories in some way, right? So if you're overweight, you're probably going to want to lose a little bit of weight. If you're underweight, you're probably going to want to gain weight. If you're at a healthy body weight, you can maintain or go in either direction. Um, strength training is very, very good for your overall health and longevity. Cardio obviously is the same. Having a high protein diet, having a high fiber diet. Those are all things that we know promote better health benefits. Um, drinking enough water promotes good health. You, you should do that. Uh, being consistent with all these things. Uh, that's very important as well. You need to be consistent to have good health. The things that you do chronically are what impact your health more than the things you do occasionally. Um, So we've already gone over a lot of what is important in terms of improving your health. Um, Some other things though that, that maybe you're not thinking of. Getting more sleep, okay? Getting more sleep, I think, is probably the single most impactful thing that everybody could do right now to dramatically improve your health. We just don't do it. Uh, you know, and, and wherever you're listening to the podcast, uh, I, you know, I, I'm obviously in the United States here, Americans, we do not get enough sleep. We have a recommended seven to nine hours of sleep. Most people don't get it, especially adults. Most adults do not get it. So getting more sleep, sleep is that period of time where your body rests. It obviously it rests, but it's, it's where your body recovers and adapts and grows and repairs itself. And if you're not giving your body enough sleep, and, and that's not just from a physical standpoint, right? It's from a mental cognitive standpoint as well. There's REM sleep, there's deep sleep. And as you go into these different phases of your sleep cycle, different phases of your sleep cycle repair different parts of your body. So if you're not giving yourself enough sleep every night, you're going to be lacking in some way. You're either not going to be as sharp cognitively 
or you're not going to perform as well physically or potentially even both. If you give yourself more sleep, if you commit to getting more sleep in 2023, you will dramatically improve your health. I promise. It's there, There's no doubt about it. That's another one that's really important. And the last one I have is just moving in ways that you enjoy and can be consistent with. So we've talked about like strength training is really important. Cardio is really important. I talked about with cardio, you're going to want to do some things that you enjoy. And just generally speaking, like movement, we're so sedentary. And again, Americans in particular are so sedentary. And, you know, now that we're in this like post COVID pandemic world where so many people are working from home, you never leave the house. You're just sitting at a desk all day. Um, and, and we've created a life and a lifestyle that you, you don't need to work that hard. (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you, you don't need to work that hard to, to get or have the things that you need. Um, and, and that's a problem. That's a really big problem. That's why people are overweight and unhappy. And I think if you have some ways that you enjoy moving, just movement, it could be getting up and walking. Moving more is important and doing it in ways that you enjoy is important because if you can, if you enjoy it, you'll be consistent with it. And if you can be consistent with it, you will, again, you'll make as much progress as you want to. Uh, and it, it can dramatically improve your health to just move more. So moving in ways that you enjoy and can be consistent with is, is a really big one. Um, and that's it. You know, I hope this was, this was helpful. This is probably the longest podcast episode I have ever recorded, but I, I really went into this one wanting to give you as much information as I possibly could to get you in the right mindset for fitness in 2023. So, um, like I said at the beginning, you know, listen to this episode again. If there's a lot of nuggets in here that I think can really help you, um, if, if you watch it on YouTube, you know, bookmark it, save it, whatever you got to do and uh, come back to this one because I think it's one that can be really helpful for you. And, uh, you know, this is a lot of information, right? And, and a lot of the people that I work with, they hire me as their coach to take all the guesswork out of things and, and kind of just set up the program, support you every step of the way. And, uh, and so that you can understand that, like what you're doing, you just got to show up and do it. And if you do it, it's going to work. That's what, that's what I do, right? That's why people hire me. So if you're interested in coaching, like I said, coaching applications are live. They're open right now and they will be open through January 8th. And then at that point, they're going to close for six, seven, eight, nine months, probably. So, um, hit that link in the show notes, head over to my coaching page, check out what coaching is about, check out what my clients have been up to recently. If you're interested in applying, uh, hit the application button and let's talk more about your goals in 2023 and and how we might put a program together to help you achieve it. You can get 50% off that first month of coaching uh, if you mention the podcast. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, hopefully hear from you and um, I hope this episode helped. Looking forward to bump, uh, really pumping out a ton of content here on the podcast in 2023. Uh, so if this was helpful and you want to leave a rating or review, I would love that. If you want to share it with a friend, that would be even better. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you soon in the next one. Talk to you then.